start with what you want. Don't focus on how you're going to get there, but start with what you want. Because what you want is going to be that guiding light that then lets you put in all the other pieces in place that are going to help you to get there. You do not have to know how to get there. When I started, my guiding light was, I want to live abroad and work remotely had no idea how it was going to all fall into place. And that is a thing that we get caught up in as well, wishing for the roadmap, the complete A to Z list of steps laid down from start to finish. And as far as I know, that doesn't exist. Welcome to the Live, Work, Travel podcast. I'm your host, Michonne Thomas, a former middle school teacher who quit at 30 to become a six-figure freelancer and digital nomad instead. You're in the right place if you're ready to learn how freelancing can help you to work from anywhere, make great money, and live a life that you design. I'm sharing everything I've learned to get to where I am today in order to support you on your journey, because this lifestyle is simply too good not to share. Today's episode comes from, as many of my episodes do, conversations that I've been having with people, friends, family, and I've noticed a sort of trend that has come up a lot in these conversations, which is people feeling a bit trapped in the life that they are currently living, wishing that they could be doing something else, but really just seeing no way out of where they're currently at. And for me, this is really sad because we do have options. We do have the possibility to change our lives no matter what age we're at. We've all probably seen those Instagram or BuzzFeed articles or whatever, just where someone who is, let's say, in their 70s has gone on to get their college degree because that is what they felt was appropriate for them at that time. It's something that they always wanted to do. They've kind of reached what many people would say beyond the point of it mattering, but they've decided that this is something that I want to do, so I'm going to go out and do that. And I think that's wonderful. I think it's amazing. One of the biggest kind of inspirations or joys that I get is when people reach out to me on my Instagram and people older than me will say, you are inspiring and you're living the kind of life that I want to live. And they may be in their 50s, even their 60s. It doesn't matter. They're finding me and saying, holy cow, like this type of life is possible. And it doesn't have to be the freelancing aspect so much or even the travel aspect, but they're just looking at me and going, this is someone who has taken initiative in designing her life to be the way that she wants it, which is unique to me, right? Everyone's going to have their own example, their own idea of what is an ideal life for them. But they're taking that inspiration and saying, I'm going to go do something with this. I'm going to design my life in the way that I want it to be. Now, with some friends of mine, I have noticed, and it, it tends to swing more some of the men in my life, family members, even siblings that have joked about, and it's always hard for me to hear because I love them and I want them to be in my life for a very long time. But the pressures of life kind of build up and providing for a family, running a business, working a, a difficult corporate job, and all the stress and everything has built up. So I've heard this from multiple people, this kind of joke of, well, my retirement plan is life insurance for my family, right? Like I'm going to just work and take care of what needs to be taken care of. And my plan is to kind of have a massive heart attack at 62 and that's it, lights out. And it's said in a joking manner, but it absolutely crushes me inside because I wish that there's some truth underneath that. And I wish that weren't the case. And I mean, there are so many factors that go into that, right? The societies that we live in, the 
lives that we're told that we should be leading, the amount of money we should be earning. All of these factors come into play and sort of squeezing us into these lives that don't necessarily fit with what we truly want for ourselves. So this episode is really just kind of some of my thoughts around taking control, deciding to design something different for yourself if that is what you truly want. And it can be difficult. Honestly, I know how hard it is to live an unconventional life. If I had stayed in the path that was sort of modeled for me when I grew up, I'm 39 years old as of this recording, I would probably have been married 15 years ago and have a whole bundle of kids and be just sort of living a stationary life in one place doing that for the rest of my life. And I'm just really grateful that wherever it came from, this unconventional streak got into me and I decided I don't want that for myself. I want to live the life that I want, even if it doesn't make sense to other people. At the end of the day, we get one life and we should be choosing how to live it. It gets hard. There's so much pressure, this outside pressure from others shaping who we should be and who we should want to be, that it can be hard to peel back all of those layers and actually look at what's underneath, what we genuinely want to be doing. If that's leaving a stressful, high-powered corporate job to, I don't know, become a CrossFit coach or whatever, the thing that truly makes us happy is so far buried under all of the other things that we're told that we should want. And this happens all the time to so many people at so many different ages as well. Every time I find somebody and meet someone who is doing what they genuinely want to do, it's such a relief. I get such a good feeling being around those people, even if it's something that's completely different from myself and my desires. That's the beauty of life. There's 8 billion some odd people in the world, right? And there's 8 billion different things people want to do with their lives. I think about my ex, for example, and he is a teacher. He wanted to be a teacher when he was growing up. He became a teacher and he is still teaching. And I remember years ago when I met him, I could see that that's all he wanted to do. And I was always in awe of it a little bit because I was never a person who always knew what I wanted to do. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I still don't know what I want to do. I know what I'm doing right now. And I know that that will change in the next five years, the next 10 years. I have so many interests, so many different things that I want to do. I love meeting people who have this kind of one thing that they love and do because I'm inspired by them. I wish I could be like that. So whether you know the one thing that you really feel you should be doing or whether you're still figuring it out, both of those are 100% normal and part of the path of life. And each one of us walks a different path. So in thinking about this, I am reminded of a woman I read about years ago. Her name is Ronnie Ware and she's from Australia and she spent some years of her life working in end-of-life care. So for patients who had an illness and were approaching the end of their life, she basically was provided care in those last months to weeks of their life. And she's talked about the top five regrets that came up over and over with people she was working with as they approached the end of their life. So I'm going to go through those now here. The first one was I wish I had the courage to live a life true to myself, not the life that others expected of me. Number two, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Number three, I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Number four, I wish I'd stayed in touch with my friends. And number five, I wish I had let myself be happier. Now, this is on my mind a ton lately because I'm 39 this year and I've been thinking about death 
a lot lately, which is kind of surprising to me because I just, I haven't in the past thought about it this much. Now, I hope and believe that I have a lot more years ahead of me. But when I let these thoughts kind of swirl around in my mind, I do look at those five things and think, what am I doing? Am I on track? I don't want to reach the end of my life with those same regrets. So what am I laying down now? What am I putting into place now that is going to help me get to the end of my life and look back and not have those same five things, right? Because to me, that's an amazing example. If you know how other people feel and it's kind of this roadmap laid down for you, you can decide, okay, I want to do some things differently, structure my life a bit differently so that I don't reach that same place with those same regrets. In thinking that, I do get caught up in regret about, oh, I wish I'd known some of the things I know now sooner. I wish I'd done this differently. I wish I'd done that differently. We all have those. We all have things in our past that we wish we'd done differently, but we can't change the past, but we can, of course, look back and learn from it. I have a friend who is 25. And when we have our conversations and just talk about life, it's so amazing to me because he is on, to me, like the same level that I'm on now, but he's there at 25 and I'm there at 39, right? I'm very jealous in a good way of people who have acquired so much of the knowledge that I have younger because I just think, oh my gosh, you've got so much more time to put these principles into practice, to look at your life and decide what you want at a younger age and go after it and truly dial into what you want earlier. Now, nothing is guaranteed. We don't know how much time any of us has. So it's not a guarantee that he will actually put some of these principles into place and do things. Maybe he'll just faff about for the next 15 years. I don't know. I don't think so. But I can't compare him to myself at 25 because I didn't have the tools and the knowledge and the resources. I had different people around in my life. I had different set of circumstances. Society was very different. Where I grew up was very different. All of those things come into play. So I've had to talk to myself and be like, okay, let it go. You didn't know this back when you were 23. You have learned a lot in these last 15 years. You could look back and wish you knew more sooner, or you could just take where you're at today with what you know and start focusing on the next 15 years. So that's what I'm going to do. And that's what I would encourage you to do as well. Starting from where you are today, Focus on where you can be in the next 10 and 15 and 20 and 30, etc. Because here's the thing, life is not fixed. Life is not just absolutely you're stuck where you are. There are things that you can do to change and they will be difficult, but ultimately only you can decide if they are worth it. If you're in a job, let's say earning a ton of money and you need that amount of money to take care of the house that you've got, the car that you have, all these things that you may be doing to have made it, air quotes, in society standards, but you're not happy on the inside, there are things that you can do to change it. And it, again, it's not necessarily easy. It's a decision. And then it's taking all those steps to get there. They won't be just a piece of cake, right? You're shedding identities. You're changing who you are in order to become who you want to be be. And that is some of the most difficult work in life. Now, some people will look at the life that they wish they had and the life that they have and say, nah, I'm not doing it. Like, I wish I had that, but I'm not comfortable giving up the high powered job, the amount of money that I have, the car that I have. I'm not giving up the standing, the social standing that I have. I'm not giving up how other people's perceptions of me would change. I'm not I'm not ready to deal with that. I'm not ready to be considered an idiot who gave up all this to go and do all that, right? Or whatever. We have those things that other people will think of us and those have to be worked through. In my case, yeah, I mean... 
a lot of people in my life probably thought I was crazy for giving up the teaching career, the partner, the home where I lived, the stability of a comfortable job and relationship and everything in order to become a nomad living out of a suitcase and traveling the world. It is not the conventional thing to do. It's not necessarily the safe thing to do. And it doesn't fit with a lot of other people's values. And I would be lying if I said, screw that, screw what everybody else thinks. I never think about it. Doesn't matter to me. I do. I'm human. And we are social creatures raised to value fitting into the tribe, fitting into the pack, belonging. And I do sometimes, it does get to me what other people think and how they perceive me and worry about what I should be doing instead. But it's something that I simply work on over time in order to check in with myself and go, hey, am I still on track? Does what I think of me matter? How do I think of myself? Am I okay with that? Am I on track with that? Okay, cool. Then I'm going to focus on that and forget about what everyone else says and thinks and feels about my life. Because at the end of the day, at the end of life, I will be on my own deathbed and no one will be there with me, right? I mean, I'm not talking about people could be around, whatever, but no one will be inside my head with me. And I don't want to be lying there going, ah, shit, I've spent all of my life living for other people and what they say I should have done instead of what I actually wanted to do. And societal norms are very, very difficult to deal with. Whether you live a conventional life or not, they are there. Other people are going to have their perceptions of how you should be. I deal with this as a woman. There are so many things that society says a woman should be. And then I deal with this as well by the lifestyle that I live. Flitting from place to place, living out of a suitcase. The amount of times people ask me, but no, like, where is home? Like, where is home for real? And right now, home is this Airbnb where I'm sitting recording this podcast with my suitcase five feet away, packed up, ready for new travels, which start in a few days. This is home right now. Home is consistently just like wherever I am with all my stuff. That's not a normal life. There are perceptions of that, but it makes me happy right now. And I know that when I want to change, when I choose to settle down, then I'll do that. But it'll be based on me, not other people telling me that it's time. So when it comes to thinking about what you truly want to do, so many people, I'll see them and I'll hear these now, I'll talk with people about this in the conversations that we have. They get caught up in feeling that it's too late or that they couldn't possibly know where to start in order to change their life. Completely valid. And what I would say is start with what you want. Don't focus on how you're going to get there, but start with what you want. Because what you want is going to be that guiding light that then lets you put in all the other pieces in place that are going to help you to get there. You do not have to know how to get there. When I started, my guiding light was, I want to live abroad and work remotely. I had no idea how it was going to all fall into place. And that is a thing that we get caught up in as well, wishing for the roadmap, the complete A to Z list of steps laid down from start to finish. And as far as I know, that doesn't exist because no one can lay down a map for you for your life because your life is completely unique and individual. And it's going to be made up of all the things that you were in your past up until present day. So I could tell you here's an A to Z roadmap of how to become a digital nomad, but that's my A to Z map. And that doesn't take into account differences in how you were raised, 
what messages you carry in your head, what goals you have for what you want to achieve in life, what your ambitions are, whether you want to have kids or not, whether you want a certain type of job, whether you want to live in a certain type of place. Like, I don't know. I don't know everything that you know. So you are the best person to create your own map. Another thing I would say is do not let the impossibility of it stand in your way. What I mean by this is like everything seems impossible until it's done. So it might seem like there's absolutely no way that you can give up your corporate job, that you can change into doing something else that you love without losing the people around you, all of the social standing that you've built up so far, all of the money, whatever it is that's important to you. It might seem like you are going to have to lose it all. In some cases, that's true. You lose it all and you rebuild better. In other cases, people come out of the woodwork and surprise you. The least likely person that you might think, oh, if I tell this person, I don't know if it's a parent or a sibling or just a close friend, like this person will never understand me. This person will never support me. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. I have been pleasantly surprised over the years at people who have said to me, sometimes years later, maybe I thought you were crazy, (laughs) but I I'm so happy to see what you've built for yourself. And I didn't think it was possible, but you've surprised me and I'm really happy for you. And most people aren't going to understand it because most people are comfortable living inside the square little box that society creates for us all. It's uncomfortable to step out of it 100%. But again, thinking about years from now, you're 90 years old and looking back, what are you going to want to have accomplished? What are you going to want to have done? Even if no one else understands it. And there's an intermission period, right? There is a not even intermission because it sounds like you're just chilling, but a period of time where you're building and you'll look back later and That'll be the building stage of this life that you've created for yourself. But there's this piece in the middle where just because you decide, all right, I'm done. I'm leaving this job and I'm going to go out and build this life. There's that part in between where you're putting all the stepping stones into place. And this can be years. I think sometimes people don't get started because they don't see how it could ever be possible. And they don't see how to complete all the necessary steps to get there. And they basically just unfold once you start moving. Deciding to leave your corporate job and become a CrossFit coach doesn't happen overnight. It may be years, but as long as you have picked something that you know will make you happy and you're building toward it, that is the most important step getting started and letting things unfold. It doesn't have to be an overnight, okay, I'm going to quit everything. I'm just going to blow up everything and do it all at once. There is a process. And it may look like that to people who didn't know me that well. And it's like, oh my gosh, Michonne was teaching and all of a sudden she's in Iceland. I don't know. She just totally just ran off one day and did her own thing. I mean, yeah, it looks like that on the outside, but there was like a two-year period of trying things and failing at things and trying something different and failing at something else and then figuring out something that worked and doing a little bit more of that and then trying something else. And oh yeah, I like this too. And put that in there. Behind the scenes stuff is the stuff that you're going to live on your own behind the scenes, quietly just just toiling away all of the random Tuesdays that go into building to where you ultimately want to be. And there's no such thing as too late. And there's no such thing as it's impossible. I've watched people change their lives in their 60s. I've watched people change their lives with kids. A lot of times having a family seems to be this big kind of deterrent to some people. And I don't have a family, so I do have a lot more freedom in terms of choosing how I structure my life because, right, as a single person, it's definitely easier. But I also know nomadic families who have decided, you know what, we're done. 
We're done with the big house. We're done with all of the debt and the cars and the everything. And they've sold everything and put their family in an RV. And now they travel around living out of an RV because they had a goal and they decided we're doing this. Who cares what society says? Is it normal? Absolutely not. If you consider like statistically normal, but who wants to be that? (laughs) Again, at the end of the day, it matters how you lived your life for you. So many people aren't going to understand it. Homeschooling your kids, putting them all into an RV. Some people put their family on a boat, sailed around the world. People do wild things in the eyes of the world, but to them, they are the most normal thing possible. To me, my life is very normal. To others, it's nuts, right? A little bit. Don't get me wrong. I do have my moments. I woke up actually last night, middle of the night, two, three o'clock in the morning. I woke up and had this flash of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Like, this is it. I'm getting ready to start traveling again for an extended period. And I'm just like, I'm going to be waking up in different beds, in different countries, in different cities for the next, I don't know, infinity. I don't have a stop date on my next set of travels. So I woke up and it's just like, oh, my God, where will I be this time next week, this time next week? Okay, yeah, hotel there. And then after that, two weeks from then, okay, new Airbnb. Two weeks after that, another Airbnb. Two weeks after that, I don't know. <sighs> but I was like, you know what? Knock it off. This is the life you've chosen. This is the life that makes you happy. Sure, you have your random two o'clock wake-ups. Turn over, go back to sleep, deal with the shit in the morning. (laughs) And sure enough, I wake up, sun comes up, light of day. I'm like, okay, yeah, that was a little weird episode. This happened from time to time. But at the end of the day, I know that I'm going to be okay. And this is the kind of life that makes me happy for now until I choose to do something else with the next decade. And that's something to consider as well. We all have chapters of our lives. Some are long and some are short. This is a chapter that I'm living right now. I've been location independent for the last five years. I don't know if it'll be another five years or I don't know if I'll buy a house in five months. I don't know. I am just here for the ride. Right now, I'm not being called to buy a house in five months, but I'm open to the possibility if I wake up and decide that that is for me. Right now, I am just content to be living this dream that I had for so many years of traveling the world, working from anywhere, being location independent. But don't let the fear of whatever you've built in the past hold you to where you are. We are not trees. Just because you've been planted somewhere for a long time does not mean that you can't pick up and move and go somewhere else and do something else. And I don't mean move just physically to another location. You can also move your job, your career, what you do for a living. If it's something that makes you happy, that you are passionate about, that you feel purpose toward, if it's something that will make you feel good inside, if it's something that you want to do, holding that as your guiding light will help you to make it happen. I don't care how insane it seems. I don't care how many quote unquote obstacles you have holding you back or what you've built in the past that has gotten you to this point. You can decide to pivot. You can decide to change. And if you have no one else in your life supporting you, no one who understands, people telling you all kinds of messages, you can 100% reach out to me anytime and tell me your dreams, tell me your goals, tell me what you're working toward. And I will be so happy to support you because I'm a huge fan of anyone taking action and designing what's best for themselves. I 100% believe in you that you know what's best for you more than your parents, more than your friends, more than your siblings, more than media out there telling you what you should and shouldn't be doing with your life. You are the one that knows best for you. And whatever you want, I don't care how far-fetched it seems. I don't care how nuts it seems to anyone else. I believe that you are the one who can best make that decision. And I will be here to support you if no one else is. I promise you that. 
All right. So that is a wrap for today's episode. Please do reach out on Instagram. I am at live work travel IG. If you have something longer to say, please send that over an email. You can reach me at hello at liveworktravel.com. And if you want to stay connected and get more information about designing a life you love working, whether that's in freelance or just how to make your current job better and find out more about traveling the world, please sign up for my newsletter. You can find that at escapehatchnews.com. Comes out every week. It's filled with tons of information, advice, tips, everything that I've learned over the years on living, designing a life that you love, working, whether that's freelance or just practical advice for the job that you're currently in and travel. So things like traveling the world, becoming a digital nomad and some of my favorite things to do in the places that I have been. Again, that is at escapehatchnews.com. That's all for me this week. I'll see you next Monday with another episode. Take care of yourself.